0: It's everything Queensland footy.
1: Good ball football from the Brisbane Lions. That's a big one for the Suns.
0: This is
2: Triple M Footy's Northern Exposure. Yes, it is. The countdown begins in just over 48 hours' time. The Lions take on the Tigers again in a final, but this time it is do or die. And unfortunately, our Queenslanders are not the favourites coming into this week. And what would usually be a time of great optimism is now a time of trepidation. This is Triple M Footies' Northern Exposure. My name's Nick Davis, Jack Fulham sitting opposite me in our Brisbane studios. We're looking over at the gather from here. It's a bit grey. They're saying mm. biblical flood's coming. Not really. There's a bit of rain around. It might be a little bit damp. The oh, clouds
1: it. reflect the mood in the River City, don't they? It's a
2: bit like that. Uh, we've had a week to think about it, but it hasn't really changed. But one man who we know is really quite nervous. Well, I believe he is. Let's check in on him. Will Rolston from the Marty Gold Show down in Melbourne. Wilbur, how are you feeling, my friend? Oh, I'm okay. I'm
0: feeling nervous. But <laughs> yeah, like you said, there's... There's a pessimism that's sort of hanging over this game and I'm trying to remind myself every now and then how few finals we played between 2005 and 2018. In fact, it was just the two back in 2009. So Mm. every final we play should be considered some sort of privilege and opportunity. This time, it feels like we've taken the last few years for granted and uh, since half-time of that Melbourne game, I think there's just been a feeling of deflatedness. Uh, But This is still a great opportunity. If we beat Richmond, the world's our oyster and we could really make a goal of it. But yeah, that's a pretty difficult challenge to take on. The
2: unfortunately fickle nature of Queensland sporting fans are a couple of losses and they all jump off the bandwagon. Look, let's get straight into it. We'll have a look at Thursday night's clash and the big news coming out of the week that Ooh. has only set Lions fans' hearts sinking. Uh, Marcus Adams, who we know got uh, suffered a concussion against Carlton, has been ruled out for the rest of the season. And well, you, you hate to see it in any circumstance and it really has shown... Of Justin Clark in 2016, we just yeah. hope he's Jack, doing all right. Jack Frost too. Jack Frost as well. Look, um, but that's a massive cog out of the Brisbane backline, and we know how well he's played against Richmond in the past. Jack,
1: it does. He's um, he's a strong unit, and he's been their most dependable uh, big defender down there this year. So it's a big loss for the Lions. But you know, first and foremost, you just got to. Um, Hope that his health is all right. Um, Yeah, it's pretty harrowing when you hear guys still having headaches and and nauseous uh, three, four weeks after they've suffered the concussion. So uh, best wishes to Marcus, but it's a big blow. Obviously, Noah Answorth out as well. Yep. Another key defensive cog for the Lions. So there were rumors, um, and Michael Whiting on AFL.com.au wrote the article yesterday that... um, the Lions are considering Darcy Wilmot, um, their first-round draft pick in last year's draft, for a shock finals debut. Whew, it'd be a big call, but then again, it's it's kind of the, the seems like the risk I would like the Lions to take. They selection wise, especially this year, they've played it very safe. Um, Will, what do you think?
0: Oh, I, I particularly don't like it. We saw what happened with Tunstall when he came in against the D's, and that. Uh, MCG shocker a few weeks ago uh, I, I don't know it just it feels like uh, of all the people to come in I'm sure Wilmot's going to have a wonderful career for us but I just would prefer it was a different week I'd prefer a Ryan Lester or uh, even, if it, even if he doesn't have the same X factor as Wilmot I don't know I think this isn't the time to be rolling the dice I think our best is good enough against Richmond where you had a 7-8 goal lead against them at the MCG not that long ago Uh, So, I don't think it's the time to start making some of our big uh, plays just yet at the selection table. But having said that, no Adams, no Rayner, no no Answorth. It's a difficult conundrum to
2: overcome. And, look, we know the Tigers are going to be bringing back a few big guns. Tom Lynch seems to be okay, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I'd like to probably flag that the return of Dusty Martin. uh, I know it's being talked up, and this was Harris Andrews this morning on Triple M Breakfast with Marto and Margo, but I've I've got a thought on this.
1: Uh, Yeah, we certainly have some things in store. Um, You know, he's one of the all-time great players, um, and clearly, you know, last couple of years, certainly in finals, he's done some unbelievable things, so... um, you know, we'll go into the game with some things in, play, in place, I guess, if he does get up and play. And it's also important that we don't lose track of, you know, what we're good at and, and backing ourselves in as well.
2: I think that last part's important because I think Dusty Martin is a massive red herring here. He's only coming back. He's not, look, we know how good a finals performer he is, but I think everyone's just buying into a bit of the myth here. It's Shay Bolton we've got to be looking at.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Shea Bolton's just about the X-Factor player of the AFL. Uh, but Dusty has specifically carved up. Us up a fair bit over the journey. Um, I like Brandon Stuss, which as a matchup, uh, but we've got so many headaches all over the ground. Tom Lynch alone is a is a person that I was really hoping wouldn't get up for this game. But yeah, between Dusty Lynch, Bolton, their forward line is a nightmare to overcome, and then that's before you throw Jack Rewald into the equation.
1: Will, who do you put on Tom Lynch? Do you give Harris the job, uh, or do you maybe look to a young Jack Payne who's He's a big, strong lad. You're looking for body-on-body body there. Yeah, body-on-body body and try and take Lynch out of the game that way and free Harris up to play that intercept role. Uh, who's the matchup there?
0: Yeah, I, we've seen Harris and Lynch go head-to-head head a few times, but it's not his natural matchup, is it, as you mm. were just saying? He prefers to come from behind and not have the, uh, the contact at all.
1: Lynch has so, got a hold of him a few times.
0: Absolutely. That, it, it seems to be a, a real worry for us. Every single time we play Richmond, so I don't mind seeing uh, seeing Payne given the nod, uh, particularly without Adams out there, and we don't have many backups. That's part of the problem. Um, so, yeah, that, that seems like the logical way to go forward, I would have thought.
2: We're focusing on the defence here because that's really where this game is going to be won and lost because we know the pressure that Maurice Rioli Jr. can bring down there as well. So the ball can't spend much time down the Lions back line as well. And look, you're really going to need the mids. The mids are going to have to show up and push back. And we're looking at Jared Lyons here, who we know Simon Black's made mention of a couple of times throughout the Queensland commentary call. But uh, this is going to be a. Uh, this is worrying, but we know how they can flick it on. Let's go back to the MCG earlier in the year. Will, as you said, 11-6 to 5-6 at halftime. Every single forward was on. It's going to be a big game. Like Joe Danaher is playing his 150th on yeah. a Thursday night. Lincoln McCarthy, 50 consecutive games for the Lions, and which is
1: massive. The big O. And the big O as games well. Yep. for uh for the big men. And people are very quick to forget that... Richmond have had some big scores put on them this year and they've been in some very high scoring matchups and you give the Lions um, especially without Dylan Grimes down there for Richmond uh, on Thursday night you give the Lions a chance they've got a lot of quality in their front half and that they, they can post a cricket score so um I know that we're we're being a little bit pessimistic well, on how we're I going, was to going to say defend it's
2: a little bit flattened yeah a little that
1: ridiculous bit... we're
0: we oh, no. earned a home final. Yeah. We're, we're the sixth-place team in the comp, and had we beaten Melbourne, obviously that's a big, the big difference between winning it and what we performed but, and what we delivered. But if we won that, we were in the top four. We're, we're, I think we forget how good a side we are, and I particularly have been over the last few weeks. They've had a good run. They won their last four, Richmond, um, and beat, uh, I was going to say, quality opposition. We were the only side in that four. That is in the eight. They knocked off Port, Hawthorne and Essendon. I think people are carrying on a bit about the form line they're bringing into this game. Obviously lost a lot of close ones, but there's no doubt that our best is good enough, particularly at the Gabba, where we know we're a different team. I would like to think that uh, if I was to put my optimism hat on, Melbourne's our kryptonite. Uh, We really struggle to play them wherever it is. We've played them at about five different venues, it feels like, over the last (laughs) couple of years. And uh, they just have our measure. And there is a world where we can find a path to the grand final and we don't meet Melbourne again. Absolutely. Obviously, it requires it requires a bit of luck. Um, and it requires, requires them to beat Sydney uh, on Friday night so that we avoid them in week two. But, yeah, we've got to focus on beating Richmond first of all, which I think I keep forgetting to
1: do. <laughs> and the other great big unknown is especially in the last six years with the pre-finals by, we've seen teams limp into the finals, have that week off, really circle the wagons. The doggies have done it a few times. GWS looked cook for all money last year. And then they ended up pinching a final in the first week. You don't know yep. what that week off, like how big an advantage it could be for a side like Brisbane to just have some fresh air, get their heads right. And, you know, prepare to to make an assault on the finals. And, the other way around with a team like Richmond, who have come in absolutely steaming, they've got to you know, they've got to put it on ice for a week. So yeah, yeah, we we, we could see an upset. Absolutely, and we saw uh, the the most frustrating
0: thing is that given that week off, we've lost two players to suspension, so it didn't matter in the end. Um, hmm. And particularly, someone of the quality of Cam Rainer is really frustrating. And then obviously, Adams hasn't been able to get back up. But uh, hopefully just a few of the niggles among the playing group that we don't necessarily know about. You know, Jared Berry was given a week off that might have just been the difference for him with that ankle that we saw against Melbourne. We, we might see a completely new team. So I'm with you. I, I think we've... Uh, we, we, not many people expected the Bulldogs to do any damage last year in the finals and then they ended up steaming into a grand final. So anything can happen. And I think that's... Uh, from the perspective of a team that's outside the top four, that's the beauty of this buy. It uh, compromises compromises the integrity of the top four, I Ooh. think, a little bit. But uh that's a discussion for a different podcast, I think. We'll take everything we can get our hands on at the moment.
1: Now will and excuse me, I am gonna put my negative negativity hat back on. I thought I took, oh, that, we off took you. that. I, hat off. I, I thought Go I down. thought we left that outside the studio. It's back on. It's black. Oh, it's I like in. it. It's got the Oakland Raiders logo on the front. looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> We'll say that if Brisbane lose this game, they roll to 1-6 and six in finals under Fagan with five of those losses being at the Gabba. This right. is if they lose on Thursday yep. night. That's yep. starting to seem like a pretty terminal issue with the coaching staff and, and with the team.
0: Ooh. It's a deplorable record, isn't it? It's and and not great. Correct me if I'm wrong, if any of you are aware, but I think pre-Fagan, we'd never actually lost a final at the Gabba. I think we were flawless until this point in um brisbane lions history so it is a very very disappointing change of fortune and it's surprising because under fagan we've been so dominant at the gabba and we've earned so many home finals because of that gabba dominance and then all of a sudden uh it's just dried up so uh, i i I don't know what this would spell for the future of fagan of the playing group of just our self-belief in this current crop of players, whether they're able to step up in big moments because we've seen in recent history that it's our, it's our real weakness. And yeah, it's just been so disappointing. Uh, a loss to Richmond, I think, could be borderline catastrophic for this group because they're low on confidence as it is. Well, it all comes
2: down to Thursday night, 7.20 Lions versus Tigers at the Gabby. You can hear the A-team calling that on Triple M Footy. Nearly sold out. I had a quick chat with uh, Source Merritt down at the AFLW uh, on Sunday afternoon. Jack, that was a great afternoon. Gabby was an absolute treat. It
1: was, wasn't it? It has a real local footy vibe. Um, really great to see a lot of uh, lot of young children and families coming out to watch the girls play and, and geez, are they dominant? They, they put on a show too. Um, yeah, it was really uh, high-paced, fast-flowing footy. They look really good. Um, the girls this year, Courtney Hot is an absolute gun. So hopefully that's they bat set- three or four deep in the midfield oh. and big Dakota Davidson Dax is an absolute weapon, isn't she? She's the female equivalent of Barry Hall. She's a wrecking ball.
2: (laughs) She is. (laughs) I like they're playing her higher up the ground as well. So great start for the Lions AFLW then. I will say with the pre-finals break, what better time to launch it? I think that's a great move by the AFL in general. All eyes, people want more footy. I reckon we'll see massive TV numbers coming out of the weekend and even like a greater spark in interest. Now, let's quickly focus on the Gold Coast Suns because they are the other half of this podcast and Jack Club champion earlier in the week, uh, any surprises
1: there? A huge upset. Um, <laughs> a young fella that's just cracked his way into the side. Took Miller uh, ended up taking out the club championship. Very impressive. All
2: right. Well, 7.20 Thursday night. Will, what's your tip, mate? Optimism hat on. Lions get
0: up. Close one. Uh, beat Sydney in the second week of the finals. And uh, Collingwood at the G. I think we make a grand final. It's
2: a very big hat. It's a (laughs) nice hat
1: you wear. I love it, Jack. (laughs) Lions circle the wagons. Um, Dane Zorko goes hard at the footy, not the man. Lions win by 15 points. Beautiful.
2: Love to hear it. Well, Triple M footy will be rocking the Gabba on Thursday night. Northern Exposure rocks Queensland. Come on, Lions.